Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Elvis Presley, none of the young people know who Elvis are, but in any case, Elvis Presley, in the latter part of his life, um, while he was using a lot of drugs and things like that, actually the call of God was upon him and one of the greatest preachers ever spoke to him and uh, he knew God's call was upon him. As a matter of fact, Elvis was raised in church. And then the white church never accepted his groove and his move. So he went to the African-American church. We actually uh, uh, learned most uh, about music and uh, his move because it was okay in the African church, but in uh, the white church, it was ungodly. And he ran away from the call of God. And oftentimes, those who know him, if you watch his life story as well, he would sit at the end of his concerts and he would both sit behind his piano and he would worship God. Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning in his hotel room. And he would say, I missed my calling. One of the most famous people died tragically at the age of 42, passed away. What a wasted talent. And he would get up in his concerts, and I say this to people often when I sit with them. I say, um, you know, God blesses you and you've got your following, but use the platform God gave you. Because not one of those people sitting there, Afrikaans, English, Zulu, Kosa, doesn't matter. Your last song can mar, that's not good English, no. Your last song can mar be, amazing grace and you'll see those sinners with their BS chair you on and uh, they will um, uh, 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 cry and they will weep because then the resistance is down and they will come to Christ. Years ago um, we used to do a concert, a concert in Margate Beach had many good artists that would go and sing at 12 o'clock exactly when everybody was there normally there'd be about two, three thousand people on that public beach I would preach on Amazing Grace, but I'd always get the last guy before 12 o'clock to sing Amazing Grace. Then sing you kijk broer, broer Jan daar van Jakobsdal of van Pits onder water of Hartswater of wat ook al. Ek praat om af en die vrystaatse boer, jy lig al tingelings, transvalers, die oud-transvalers, is anders. Maar die boere daar, dan sit hy daar, dan heil hy snot en trane met sy cool bag wat nou leeg is, sy brannewein en kook is opgedrank. En nou dink hy aan sy nieuwejaarsvoorneme, New Year's Resolution. And I would see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them get saved every December for the glory of God. Come on people, we've got a job to do. Say Amen. We've got a job to do and the easiest people to reach are those that are furthest away from God are the sinners out there. So my message tonight is um, I've got to tell somebody Three men from a little town went fishing. While they were sitting in the middle of the lake, late night, after, late at night, after obviously having not one too many, but quite a few too many, the one came up with the idea to say, well, let's share our deepest secrets with one another. 
Tell me something about you that nobody else knows. Oops. The first guy said, well, I really have an alcohol problem and nobody knows about it. I think by that time the other two knew. The second one says, I don't know, I have an online gambling problem. My wife doesn't know, my friends don't know, and I'm wasting all my money away. The third one said, I'm a compulsive gossiper and I can't wait to get back home so I can tell everybody. Careful what you share, because some people will use information against you later on in your life. But there's a saying that says bad news travels fast. I want to say that good news travels much faster. Good news, the good news of the gospel that started in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Today, there are over 1.8 billion Christians that are serving the living God. I think somebody can give the Lord a praise. And that was long before technology came because people understood the power of sharing their testimony, telling their story. As a matter of fact, books are written. Before books were ever written, history was captured by people recounting what happened to them until people learned to read and write and people wrote down the stories that they were told. Stories that are passed down from generation to generation. Well, we also have a story. We have the greatest story in the world and we cannot keep it a secret. We have good news and we've got to tell everybody. We cannot assume everybody knows about Jesus Christ. I know people know about religion, but we cannot assume people know about Jesus Christ. We've got to tell somebody. We've got to tell our friends, our relatives, our family, We've got to tell them about Jesus. Good news travels fast. If you got a job, you would put it on social media. Yesterday, Pastor Aidan's daughter got engaged. Sarah, congratulations, Sarah. And uh, it's all over social media. Within a few minutes, it was plastered all over social media. Not only did she share it, her, her brother shared it, her family shared it, everybody shared it because it's good news. I'm getting married in the morning. Ding dong, the bells are gonna chime. Say, Pastor, please, preach. please don't sing preach, okay? But good news travels fast. Good news have to be shared. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. It's not religion. We grew up indoctrinated that following Christ is some religion. But we have the most powerful truth. We have the gospel of Christ that saved each and every one of us, hopefully from somebody. If you know you saved tonight and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, give Him a praise. Hallelujah. No, come on, if you know Jesus saved your soul from hell and you are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you can praise Him. And if you can't praise Him, you're going to praise Him after tonight. People get engaged and uh, it's like that girl suddenly shows everybody a ring. And uh, people buy a new car. Well, I got a new dog. I showed you all my dog, Duke. Amen, the Duke. So Mark chapter 5 verse 1. 
I'm going to talk about a maniac man. It's Father's Day. And there's a little message hidden in here for every man in this place. He came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. Now listen to you, not even those demons could keep that man away from Jesus. Don't tell me your sin is too great. Don't tell me that your addiction is too powerful. When, when you hear about Jesus, there's something in your heart that tells you He's the only hope. He's the only way and you are going to make your way to Jesus Christ. So this man had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him. No, not even with chains. He would break them because he often had been bound with shackles and chains. People tried to tame him, but they could not. And the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. That's why I say that legislation cannot reform a human heart. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can. We can bring all the laws and all the restrictions and there should be laws and crime should be punished. But more than that, we need to understand that we have the remedy to change human hearts because sin is a moral issue as racism is a moral issue. You cannot legislate racism. You have to preach the gospel of Christ and people need to receive a new heart. And then prejudice and racism is broken over that person's life. Then the second last part of that verse says, neither could anyone tame him. Let me tell you something uh, uh, tonight, girls. You do not marry a man that doesn't love Jesus Christ. You do not get involved with a guy that doesn't love Jesus Christ because there is no man in this world that can be tamed by another man. When I was bound with alcohol and violence and racism and many other uh, uh, things in life, people tried to tame me. My, my parents took me to psychiatrist and respect to the psychiatrist, but they could not tame me. I was beaten again and again and again by the principal. I was in prison a few times. Um, I was arrested publicly a few times for public violence, etc. People gave up on me. Nobody could tame me until I met the man, until I met the Christ, hallelujah. Until I, something drew me to church and there I met the Christ. I tell you, there is no man that can tame another man. There is no woman that can tame a man. Sometimes girls come and they say, Pastor, I'm going to marry him and I'm going to change him. You don't have the power to tame a man. There is one power that can tame a man and that is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. There's no mentorship program that can tame a man. That's why when people come out of rehabilitation programs and they never met Christ, over 90% of them in back, back in rehabilitation programs, back because of addiction, etc., etc. People that come out of prison, 75% of them in back in the prison system. And for those of you like our wonderful political leaders um, that changed the word to correctional facilities, 75% of people in back in correctional facilities, worse off, because you cannot tame a human being. You cannot tame him. You cannot tame the nature. You cannot tame the desire. That's why people can sit in church and they can hallelujah. But when they climb on a plane and they fly to a business conference, suddenly those old devils come out because they never met the Christ. They have not been tamed on the inside. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Religion is not the answer. You need an encounter with the living God. You need somebody bigger than yourself, more powerful than yourself. 
yourself that you can respect and bow to because if you don't bow to Christ, you will bow to sin. You will bow to your carnal nature and to every other desire. So he has a story in there for men. If you're not a God chaser, you'll be ending up chasing somebody else or something else. Nobody could tame him. That was until he met Jesus Christ. So there's hope for all of us. Amen. Your addiction is not too powerful. Your habit is not too powerful. Your sin is not too great. Your depression is not too great. The sickness in your body is not too great. Doctors may not be able to help you, but Jesus Christ is your healer. He's your great physician. He's your deliverer. You have to get yourself to Jesus and you have to get yourself to touch the hem of His garment. Touch, stop making Christianity some religious experience. It's not. It is having an encounter with the living Christ that will change your life inside out and then sin loses its hold over your life. So they put him in a cave. They, 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 they chained him, but they could not tame him. He was a wild man, wild thing. You make my heart sing. Oh, some of you like it, you girls. You like that wild thing. But that wild thing is going to cost you something. Jesus doesn't, it's like strong men are scared to follow Christ because they think, I don't want to become like those other people. No, no, and, and I, that's why I never wanted to go to church because I looked at uh, church boys as choir boys and I thought, I don't want to be like that. That's not me, thank you very much. It's like you have to give up your masculinity to follow Christ. Nothing can be further from the truth. Jesus doesn't come to domesticate you. He doesn't come to civilize you. He doesn't come to turn you from a racehorse into a donkey. As a matter of fact, all He does is He puts a bridle on you and He directs your life and He says, run for me, run with the wind. You go, you dream big but you bow before me all the days of your life because He'll take you places you cannot take yourself because your strength will hijack you. Your wild, untamed spirit on the inside will hijack you and neutralize the future that God has for you. That's why you see many people, they climb a ladder of success and when they reach a certain age, they implode because they've never been tamed. I never said they domesticated. There's a big difference. I'm talking about taming where God has full control of your heart. I mean, David was tamed by God, but he was a warrior. He killed the Philistines. He killed Goliath. There was nothing wimpy and weak about David. When we started reaching the rugby place in Bloomingdale, almost the whole Free State team was in the church. We had the home selling Chris Barnos's house and Andre Fint uh, got saved, uh, was part of almost, uh, literally the whole Free State team. And then some of them started playing like lambs. And I went to the home cell uh, one Sunday because, uh, you know, some of these uh, forwards like Pierre and them, they know when, when you get down there where nobody sees. So I said to the one guy, Yaku Kutsia, he was a known brawler, okay? Played eighth man and he got saved. But then suddenly he started playing rugby like he was a choir boy. So I said to him, uh-uh, Nia, 
When you run on that rugby field, there's a lion on the inside of you. It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You dominate that opposition and you don't feel bad about them. You just don't hit them too hard. You tackle them harder and pray that they get up after the tackle. Amen. So where we got this thing that when you follow Jesus, you have to be a dead duck, I don't know. When you follow Jesus, He says, your light will shine brighter. He says, the glory upon your life will be greater. The weight of the anointing upon your life will be greater. Your influence will increase. Your sphere of influence will increase. If you got yourself this far, listen, goal, if you will bow before God and allow Jesus to take uh, uh, Lordship over your life, He will increase your influence. People may say your days are over. God said, no. You, I've waited for you to come to me. I've waited you to turn back to me. You turn to me. I will enlarge your boundaries. Come on. I will allow, uh, enlarge your borders and your horizons in Jesus' name. God's not done with you. Some of you are 28 years old and you think God's done with you. No. You've tried in your strength. And the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost. You better get ready to humble yourself. Get ready to follow Christ. And when that glory and that anointing comes upon you, God's going to run with you for the next 10, 30, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. God's going to enable you to reinvent yourself, rediscover yourself, reinvent your business, reinvent your career. And you will stay relevant and you will go higher and you will go bigger and you will be better by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on. There's nothing stale and stagnant about God and those who follow Christ. The issue is you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and stop playing this Christian religious game and say it is okay. It's not okay. That's not who you are. Men in ons Afrikaanse kultuur het ons geleer. My pa het my geleer. Kijk hoe maat, as jy gesit het by die tafel, al wat jy gehoor het is die piring en net sout asjeblief. Peper. Ja, ek kom uit die baie conservatieve achtergrond. Jy sal dit nie nou sê nie. Want daai, daar was gewees, kinders word gesien en nie gehoor nie. Jy wil nie eens hoes nie, want jy is te bang. Jou pa kyk net vir jou so oor sy bril. Amen. I decided I'm raising my kids like that. My kids will grow up in adult conversation, not adult gossip. They'll hear the stories of Christ from a young age and they will fall in love with God. So we know this man comes to Christ. He wants deliverance. He could not be tamed. I have to cut the story short for time's sake. And uh, night and day he's crying out. The issue is, and this is true, some of the greatest comedians struggle with depression. One of the greatest comedians, movie stars, one of the greatest Hollywood stars a few years ago committed suicide. But he put a smile on everybody's face through his movies. But back at home, he was depressed, lonely, wept. And he killed himself. How many musicians do we know that could sing and entertain hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands in stadiums? But when they go home like this man, they were crying, empty on the inside. 
How many businessmen that build an empire, that lie beside their wife in bed, that feel empty? And I'll tell you, every human being will feel that because there's a void that only God can fill. And until you don't fill that void with God, you're gonna try and fill it with something else. You're gonna try and fill that hole with another relationship then with some high, some cocaine, some addiction, some adrenaline rush, but you are gonna get to the place where you are numb until you find the Christ, until you find the Messiah, until you find Jesus Christ. You will never be empty again. You will never be lonely again because He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. All the knowledge in the world. One of my best friends at school, we were always number one and two when I was still learning. And uh, my whole junior school, I'm, I'm just saying how it is, I came first, first, first. I was always class captain, always came first. Great college, Bloemfontein. Head boy, won the Ducks medal, everything. There was one term I got second. That was standard for grade six, the third quarter. I remember it because it was the most traumatic day of my life when I lost with comma 2%. So I lost the way and uh, he was a very clever man. Pastor Andre knows him, became one of the top virologists in South Africa, brilliant scientist, pursuing knowledge, speaking in conferences all over the world. In the natural, people looked at him, he's at the top of his career. Then he commits suicide. Not only suicide, he kills his girlfriend. And we say, what the heck happened? Yeah, somebody that writes articles, travels the world in a moment of insanity, kills his girlfriend and kills himself. I can tell you story after story about this because all the fame in the world, all the accolades in the world will never, never, never fill the void on the inside. You will, you, 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 you may have everybody applaud you tonight. You may get off your platform, but tonight you are lonely. Tomorrow you are lonely. You may have a billion rand in the bank, but another holiday is not gonna fill that void. You have to understand, and I say this because the people in your world, although you think they're okay, although they seem to be okay, I wanna tell you that they are not okay with Jesus Christ because you don't see them like this man in the midnight hour while he was crying, while he was cutting himself, while he was trying to fill the void on the inside until the day Jesus came and He delivered him from a legion of demons. And I don't wanna go into that deliverance story. I wanna show you what Jesus did to a man that could not be tamed. A man that had one encounter with Jesus Christ. So the community comes and they came to Jesus and they saw the man, verse 16 or 15, who had been demon possessed and had a legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. Suddenly he's tamed and they were afraid. Why are people afraid of us when we are radical for Jesus? They're not afraid of a lukewarm Christian. They're not afraid of somebody that's religious. 
They're afraid if they see somebody is full on for God. They know that person is full on for God. They can see this praise and worship is full on for God, but they'll have a problem with it because it shows them something in their hearts is lacking. And rather than being attracted to it, they do what these people did. They try to get Jesus out. I'm never coming back to this church. Listen, television audience, what an honor to be with you. I'm sorry, it's just a moment. Jump on our social media platforms. God bless you. Peace. Amen. Give them a hand. Hallelujah. And those who saw it told him how it happened. He had been even possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how people would rather have cold, lukewarm uh, Christianity that challenges nothing and changes nothing than have fire and people that are radical because when you're radical for Jesus, you make other people uncomfortable. When, 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 when one of our people that is now one of our pastors who was one of the top Afrikaans entertainers, um, storytellers, etc., when God called him to the ministry, the fire of God was so strong upon him, I said to him, I don't want to say his name, Andris Achakbudul. I don't... <laughs> he's in, he sat in our church. I never knew he was there. Seven years in Bloomington. And then one day I met him on an airplane. And he was traveling everywhere, etc. And I, and, and I saw the fire of God get a hold of him. And he would come and see me often. And then he said to me, Pastor, I don't know what an Afrikaans know. But I don't know what to do. I don't want to do this anymore entertain people there's a thousand men and they get drunk and they cheat their wives and they this and this and this and this and this and this and i've got a fire on the inside of me and sometimes it's things arranged by churches churches churchill and he said but I, and then he started doing the amazing grace thing and then he started giving his testimony and guess what guess what guess what guess what Many of those people came to him afterwards and said we never uh, we never invited you yeah to talk about your religion. We invited you here to talk about stories. We want you just to tell us stories. Rather tell us ordinary belt stories, opistup, ordinary belt stories, than tell us that get your life right with God. We don't want to hear about getting our lives right with God. We're okay where we are. But once the fire of God gets a hold of you and you stand on a platform and you look at people and you realize people die people have one opportunity to give their lives to Christ, then something radical begins to happen in you. If it's your last board meeting, if it's the one moment you have to talk to your class, that you change your geography project into, I want to tell you who created geography. I want to talk about the one who made the mountain, the one who weighed the sea, the one who did this, I want to, and they may never want you to talk about it again, but you use the opportunity to talk about the living God, because listen to me, people have the right to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. People have the right to see somebody radical. People have the right to see somebody on fire. Why should the politicians carry more fire than the Christians? Malema isn't called to carry fire without Jesus Christ. We have the fire. We don't have a wildfire. We have the Holy Ghost fire. And we should carry the fire and spread the fire. Somebody shout Amen and give Him a praise. Come on. You're not going to get young people go to a club where the DJ is half dead. But people want churches to be dead. But they claim they serve a living Christ. 
And that DJ is just that, a DJ. Hey, we also had a DJ, uh, Reverend Thump. Oh no, we had a Reverend Thump. It was amazing. And DJ Love, Brother Love. DJ Love. Play the Christian music, DJ Love. Here we go, here we go. And they would go, go. DJ Love. DJ Love on the air tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's late at night, somebody's thinking about you, you're lonely. <laughs> hey, oh come on, we're in love, we're in love, we're in love with a saviour. We're in love with our King. We love Him back. We're radical. We're not ashamed because the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Why should the devil have all the good music? Why should the world have all the fun? No. The church is the place of celebration. The church is the place of rejoicing. The church is the place to encounter life. Life, 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 life. Come on, young person. This is your time. What you're looking for, you will not find out there in the world, but you'll find it in the Christ. You'll find it in Him. This is DJ Utt talking to you tonight. DJ Utt telling you, get, 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 get up, 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 up. I ain't DJ Love, but I'm DJ Utt. Utt says, up, up. Up, you've gotta get up, 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 We've got to stand up. We've got to speak up. We've got to show up. We've got to shine up and be who God called us to be. Up, 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 up. You've got to get up, 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 Jij moet op, 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 staan op en hou op, 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 staan op en hou op, 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 kom student, jij moet op, hou op, op, kom student, hou op, 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 op. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Because this is God's calling. A generation to rise, to shine, to get up, to be the light and the life. You are His chosen. You are His appointed. You are His anointed. He's waiting for you, waiting for you, waiting for you, waiting for you. DJ Art says, get up, 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 up. 
Oh, come on, just give him a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> up, 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 up. Get up. Amen. 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 Okay. Yes, the Bible's in church. It's not out there in the world. It's in church. It's in church. It's in church. It's not in out there in the world. It's right here tonight. Make up your mind. Because He alone, He alone, He alone is the one. He's the one. He's the one that will lift, 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 lift you up, lift you up. He'll never let you down. This is your time to shine. This is your time, your moment to arise. So get up, up, up. Get up, stand up, stand up, stand up and on. Stand up vanavond, en die begin razie, God sê, staan op vanavond, staan op vanavond, staan op vanavond. Sit jou rassisme een kant, sit jou politiek een kant en staan op. En word een bouwer, een bouwer, bouwer van die nasie, word een bouwer. Wees een bouwer, want jy is gesalf, jy is geseen, jy is geroepe, jy vede. Want diep in jou hart is iets bezig om te gebeur, om te skuif vanavond, dier die geest van God. Die is jou tyd, die is jou tyd, die is jou tyd, die is jou tyd, die is jou tyd. Staan op, staan op, staan op, staan op, staan op, staan op. Get up, 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 up. I'm getting up. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Give him a praise, hallelujah. Come on, give somebody a high five and say, DJ Art says you better get up. <laughs> yeah, you'll get more. Come back to church next week. Oh man, I feel the praises of God. Yes, some of you don't even know it. Because when you do that, God's shifting things in you. God's shifting things in you. Doesn't make sense in your mind, but God's shifting things in you. Shifting things in you. You'll go all night in the clubs, in the clubs, in the clubs, clubs, clubs. You'll stand. And you'll wave your hands to the devil's music. But in church, suddenly you did, 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 did. Hey! You've been made alive. You've been revived. So lift your hands one more time. Lift your hands and praise His name. Lift your hands and call on Him. Lift your hands and make the devil mad. Because this is the praise. This is the praise that the world has stolen from God. This is the praise, the rave, the rave, the parties out there that is stealing the glory from God. But this generation will come back and we will give Him glory, glory, glory. We'll give Him glory until our story Story, story, glory, 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 until our story, our story, our story, we'll give Him glory, 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 and we'll tell our story, 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 cause I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, I'm not ashamed, I'm not ashamed, 
I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed because God's not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. This is who I am. This is who I am. I choose to be a man, a woman of God, to stand and shine, 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 shine. Brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter, to take His love, to take His word, to take His presence, to bring healing to my generation. So get up, 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 up and out, up, up, up and about, up, up, up and around, up, 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 up and out, up and out, up and out, 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 you've been in the same thing too long. Time to get out, time to be free, time to praise Him, time to be on fire, time to walk with Him, time to be. The Son has set free, is free indeed, and you are one of those set free by His grace. Say it tonight, free, 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 free. I am free, 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 free. Now give Him praise one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give Him praise, give Him praise, give Him praise louder than they do out there in the world, louder than they do on the sports stadium, louder than they do anything else because His name is above any football team, any rugby team, any political party. His name is above every other name and we will not be ashamed. We will go louder and we will praise Him louder and we will praise Him and depression will go, devils will go, burdens will go, bondages will be broken even tonight. God is breaking a spirit of depression over many of your lives in Jesus' name. God is breaking a spirit of addiction over many of your lives because you're going to be up, 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 and you'll be out never to go back like this man was set free from the cave. So God will do the same for you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Bye, donkey. Bye, donkey. Listen. Then they begin to plead him to depart from that region. Not everybody wants revival. Because when Jesus shows up, he makes people uncomfortable. He never shows up to judge, but because he is so full of fire, you know exactly where you're at. And you're either attracted or repelled. This man, it's amazing, had thousands of demons in him and they could not restrain him from coming to Jesus. 
All the other people who so-called were in their right mind wanted nothing to do with Jesus. They wanted him out of the country. When he got into the boat, Jesus, he who had been demon-possessed, begged him that he might be with him. When Jesus touches you, we spoke about a traveling back from Johannesburg, great service there as well. The presence of God is just awesome. And um, how there's just nothing like God's presence. Look, I've experienced many things in my life. I've been on many highs, but they always take you low, down. DJ Devil takes you down. DJ Art takes you up, 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 up. <laughs> Some of you are thinking what's happening to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh man, the presence of God's yeah. Lift your hands, man. Lift your hands. Don't clap. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, receive what God is doing tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God fill you with joy. Let God fill you with joy. Joy, joy, joy. Let God fill you with peace. Let God fill you. Let God heal you. Let God just do what He wants to do. That fire that is falling is not a fire of judgment. It's a fire of God's love, 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 love. Love. God loves you, loves you, loves you. Loves you more than anyone that's ever loved you. His love is more real than any other power that you've ever experienced in your life. There's nothing like the love of Jesus. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But you've got to receive it in your heart, not in your head. Some of you are still trying to enter in with your minds. You need to discern Him in your heart and receive all that He has for you. And allow Him to fill you up more and more and more and more and more. Once you taste His presence, you'll never be satisfied by anything else again. Never, 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 ever, 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 ever. Nothing else can satisfy the longing once you've experienced the presence of Jesus. And this is what this man experienced. He experienced the presence of Jesus and he said, I just want to be, I just want to be with you. 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 That's the cry of every heart. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. On, lift your hands, say it. I just want to be. Need by evil I just want to be. I just want to be. Yes, yes, 
want to tell you tonight that God loves you more than you can imagine and more than we are singing we want to be with him he wants to be with us that's why he came into this world that's why he put on flesh to demonstrate the father's heart that God is not against us God's not mad with us God wants a relationship There are things that you are struggling with that you should not be struggling with. Some of you have tried to tame yourself. There are even people here that have gone through programs in all our churches. And it's not worked for you. Tonight you need to do what this man did. He came to Jesus. Nothing could stop him. Not his bitterness, not his unforgiveness. Not his hurt, not his anger, not his resentment, not his pain, not the rejection, the abandonment. Think about this man, he's an outcast. He's a social reject. He's put in isolation. And he came running to Jesus. I don't know where you are tonight, but I know that God loves you. And I know that you're never going to have peace in your life until you truly give yourself to Jesus. And you're never going to be free until you truly surrender your life to Christ. His presence is all over this place. I mean, this man, in the state he was, never caused Jesus to draw back from him. As a matter of fact, Jesus went there because of this man. See, my dear friend, the stain, the stench of sin will never keep you from God. No one moving now. We're doing an altar call. Thank you. Tonight in this place. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe if you die tonight, you don't know where you would spend eternity. Maybe you served God at one time, but you've grown cold. You've wandered away from Him. Well, tonight is your night to come back to Him. There in Cape Town, in Durban, in Ports of Struam, in George, in Port Elizabeth, Bloemfontein, Johannesburg, wherever you are, we all need an encounter with God. And you are being touched by God right now. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Ek het kerk toe gegaan, my Bible gelees, geen verhouding met die Heere gehad nie. Elke aand gebid, Heere vergeef my genade, ek al my sondes my naam sond wil, geen verhouding met die Heere gehad nie. Hierdie gaan oor verhouding. Nicodemus, a religious man, Jesus said, you must be born again. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, people praying tonight, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I want to give, get right with God. I want to come back to Jesus. If that's the desire of your heart, quietly, wherever you are, just raise your hand. I want to say a prayer for you before we go any further. Lift your hand up quickly all over this place. Slip it up high. Unashamedly, raise it up. Thank you. Raise it up. Raise it high. God bless you, bless you, bless you. Raise it up. Up, 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 up. Thank you. God bless you, bless you. Raise it up. Raise it up. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Up on the balcony, God bless you. The Father's waiting for you tonight. You come. You come. He died on that cross and his arms were stretched open wide and he called you. And he said, whosoever, still his arms are open wide. They are not arms of rejection. They are arms open wide. Calling you to come to him. One more time before I pray tonight. 
you say, I want to get right with God. I want to pray for you. Please quickly slip up your hand in the name of Jesus. Raise it up. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Let me tell you why uh, getting people saved in churches is so important. Um, um, some people look at people and they think, ah, you don't know people. You don't know what devil the devil plans for people. Um, we have hit men all over South Africa that are 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Many murderers are being committed by 12, 13, 14, 15 and 16 year olds. And, the, the, and they're being used because the police don't have a fingerprint data of young people. Because only when you go for your license, they get your fingerprint. So now they're bringing in a law to get from 12 year olds fingerprinted, not for control, because so many murders are committed. So people run with gangs. As a church, we deal with gangs all the time. So when you see me change from friendly to I'll flip like this in a second, like any lion would, when people mess with God's purpose, I don't need an invitation. You show disrespect to the Holy Ghost, I'll deal with you head on. I don't need your hand clap, I'm telling you straight. We can have fun, we can have party, but when God operates, you better respect it. And if you don't, you're not welcome back here. You're not welcome back. That's it. You can show your disrespect and disdain for authority at your school and at your club. But when God operates, you better pay attention and show respect. Otherwise, you'll never carry revival. Ever. So please, I don't beg a 14-year-old to get up when God gets people saved. Let's get our minds cleared here. You don't listen to your mama and papa, but you will listen when you walk into this church. You will listen when God is operating. If we don't bring God's discipline to a young generation and they respect the presence of God, they'll never amount to anything because they are taught to disrespect every level of authority. Well, we don't tolerate it yet. You can think about it whatever you want to. I don't care. Zero. Zippo. I'm trying to save you. But your indifferent, rebellious attitude will not be tolerated for a second. Hear me very carefully. Carefully. You walk out on God that is your first and last time. You'll not walk back into this place. Hear me carefully. Amen. You say, is that the same man that just sang up, up, up? Yes, because the situation demands it in a second. So I understand the four faces. So, amen. My kids knew it as well. I said, you determine. We're going to have a lawless society and revival. Amen. I just want to finish the story because I, because I don't want you to leave hanging in the church, other churches. I hope you just don't go off at your own convenience. Otherwise, I'll take you off the link permanently. Because I, yeah, I'm still busy and some of you go off. I'll take you off the link permanently. You're not doing anything for me by being on the link in any case. I'm doing everything for you by the Spirit of God. I don't say it arrogantly. So you get off the link when I release you off the link. Let's just get this straight. It's one service, one church, many locations. Let's not get confused, pastors. Let's not get confused. So, um, in Mark chapter 5, 
when this man begs to be with Jesus, listen, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and now he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim it in Decapolis, 10 cities, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. So it's about coming and going, receiving what Jesus did for us and then going to our world and our friends and telling them the great things the Lord has done for us. I pray to God that we do not contain this river of revival and the fire of revival because if you contain it, it becomes a reservoir and a swamp. Jesus said from your belly will flow rivers of living water. Whatever God has done for us, we've got to go and tell somebody else. We have to go tell our friends. We have to go tell our colleagues. We have to go tell our business associates. We have to tell people what the Lord has done for us. So we will uh, uh, um, talk about this in the weeks that lie ahead and pray for people. And then the third uh, quarter, through the home cells, we will do everything to retrain every member because that is our statement to train and release every member to be a missionary. That means to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with your world. Every believer has been called by God to tell their story. So if God has done something in your life, you have to tell somebody. God healed you. Well, God saved you. That's the greatest story of them all. I got saved and I tell my, I've told my story a million times. You look at the Apostle Paul. He tells his story to the Jerusalem mob when they try and kill him in Acts chapter 22. He relates the story that happens in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 26, he tells the same story to King Agrippa. And King Agrippa says, first Festus says, much learning have made you mad because people think we are mad when we uh, are passionate about Christ because they used to, uh, and he sat under Gamaliel, very learned man. So Festus looks at him and he says, much learning has made you mad because he's preaching the gospel. And he says, no, I'm not mad. King Agrippa knows. Like the politicians know exactly what's happening in CRC. And uh, they track what I say on Facebook. It's amazing how I get messages from everywhere, how people know exactly what I say. That's why they threw me off Facebook three, four months. Um, and we are going to be loud with this coming elections. And they can block me on Facebook again. I don't give a flip. Let me just tell you this. We are going to tell the gospel, preach the gospel. We are going to protect future generations. We will not let this agenda of the world come and pollute our young people in South Africa. We will be loud. We will be radical. We will be unashamed preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, which demands that we restore the moral fiber of society, which demands that we bring reformation, which demands that we confront the educators that are trying to bring ungodly education and gender confusion to our children in South Africa. We will stand against it by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I didn't say we, will, we stand against people that are certain ways. I said we will stand against an agenda. We are not haters of anyone, but we will not allow the minds of our children to be confused and to be polluted. So we will be very loud through the preaching of the gospel.
and they are African presidents and I hope our next president, whoever he is or she is, he or she next year will be the same. We'll say Africa will not be controlled by China, by Russia, by America or by Europe. Africa will deal with the challenges of Africa. We are not inferior. We are Africa. 1.3 billion people in Africa. We don't have to stand back for anybody. As a matter of fact, Africa has got all the wealth. We have absolutely everything we need. We need nothing from the West. We need nothing from Europe. We need nothing from anybody. Africa can sustain itself. <laughs> Put your hand on your heart. Pray with me tonight. Everybody pray. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me as I am. I believe with all my heart that you died for me. You died for all my sin. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you're alive. Tonight I open my heart and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a new beginning. Thank you for washing me in your blood. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you that I'm home tonight and I'm accepted and I am loved by you as my Father, in Jesus' name. Touch me, heal my heart, and help me to forgive everyone who sinned against me. Help me to serve you and to walk for you, in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Come on. To God be all the glory. Let's give Him praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.